Rachel, and this is Let's Talk Outdoors. Today's bonus episode is a tribute to Saskatchewan parks and some of our favorite park memories. June is the Saskatchewan Parks and Recreation Association's Rec and Parks Month, where they are celebrating all things recreation in Saskatchewan. To join the celebration of outdoor enjoyment, we asked our fellow Saskatchewan Outdoors board members and their families to share some of their favorite memories from Saskatchewan parks. Enjoy. I remember the first time I visited Grasslands National Park. I'm embarrassed to admit that I was preparing for the trip as a teacher, trying to explain to my students about the rattlesnakes, prairie dog colonies, greater shorthorn lizards, and bison roaming freely in the West Block. I was attempting to describe a place in Saskatchewan with cacti and burrowing owls and to prepare students for a place with incredible sunsets and infinite sightlines, even though I had never personally been there. When we parked our school bus along Ecotour Road outside of Valmarie, got our backpacks on and double-checked for our four liters of water, side note, do not attempt a hike or overnight trip in grasslands without packing a lot of water, and we began our hike I knew I had found one of my favorite pockets of southern Saskatchewan. The stark difference in landscape from the rest of central and northern Saskatchewan is such a refreshing and shocking thing to take in. The silence, because there are no trees to make a sound in the wind, and the darkness, because it is miles away from light pollution, shocked my students that year and every year after. Whenever I picture serenity... I picture sitting on top of 70 Mile Butte and watching the sunset at Grasslands National Park. Hey Evan, what do you love about going to Sandy Beach Regional Park? Swimming. Yeah, where do you like to go swimming? At Sandy Beach. Do you like to go swimming in the lake? Yeah. What other kind of things do you like to do at Sandy Beach? Um, I like to build sandcastles. Oh, nice. And play with your friends. Awesome. What about playing at the playground? Um, I love playing at the playground. It is so much fun, and I also get to meet new friends there. Cool. Hey, did you try golfing this year at Sandy Beach? Yeah. What did you think of it? It was great. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back there this summer. How about you? Yeah. One of my favorite park memories is from Little Red River Park in Prince Albert. Earlier this winter with two friends in my bubble, we went on a ski trip, a day ski trip up there, and we packed lots of warm clothes. It was a very cold day. We brought lots of warm clothes. We brought a change of clothes for the ride home. We brought some amazing picnic snacks and some leftover holiday baking and, of course, our skis. And we headed up there. And we arrived in the parking lot and there was almost nobody else there. And we put on our skis and kind of got all of our face masks all organized and things like that and headed into the forest. And there's kind of two important things to know about me that are key to this story. And and the first is that I'm not originally from Saskatchewan. I'm still learning a lot about this province. And so I'm often, especially when I'm outdoors here, I'm often in a state of wonder. I'm seeing things for the first time. I'm seeing new landscapes for the first time. And I'm definitely experiencing different temperatures than what I was used to. And so often in these experiences in new parks, I'm just overjoyed and delighted. And this was definitely the 
the case today as we headed off on our skis into the forest. And it looked like you were skiing into Narnia. There were all these trees and it was beautiful snow. And up until that point, most of my skiing had been done on the golf courses in Saskatoon. So it was definitely a very different feeling to head into the forest. The next thing to know about me is I'm from the coast where it barely snowed at all and I am a terrible cross-country skier. I keep showing up, I keep trying, and I am definitely getting better. But definitely at the time of this story, I was pretty terrible. So it took a lot of enthusiasm and encouragement as I skied through that day. I fell over many, many times, or I had to go down hills that I found were a bit scary. But with the encouragement of my friends and and with a bit of um, my own fortitude, we skied so many different loops. So we went to all these different places and we went down into the river valley and over that big, beautiful bridge and up to the top and we skied different loops and we met different skiers. These very old men gave me some good tips as I was about to head down a hill that really scared me and the tips were very helpful and I stayed upright. And we did a lot of skiing. And by the end of the day, on our way back towards the car, it was our last loop. It was a lit loop. It was very beautiful. That goes past the ski lodge and then back around. It's a loop that they can use for night skiing. I was getting pretty tired. I reached the end of my physical and emotional rope. And we were facing going up a very steep hill. My friends, zip, 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 were able to make it to the top so quickly. And I started up and about halfway through, I didn't have the skill or the strength to keep making it. And I sort of fell forward onto my hands. And there I was in this awkward position where it was tricky to move my legs in that herringbone pattern without either sliding backwards. I had just made some critical errors and I found myself in a position where I was bent over like a little triangle in the snow. And then I could hear some skiers coming up beside me. And then next thing I knew were the words I did not want to hear, which was, oh, hello, Rachel. And I looked up from underneath my arm, so sort of peering out from my armpit. And there was a woman that I knew from the university here in Saskatoon. And she and her father were out for a day ski. And every time she goes to Prince Albert, they go skiing together every day at Little Red River Park. And she was like, well, gosh, Rachel, what are you up to? And in that moment, I wasn't up to much because I wasn't very good at moving up this hill. So I was like, oh, you know, just out and about. And she had a laugh and she and her father said some more encouraging things and they continued up the hill. And eventually I took my skis off and I made it to the top of the hill as well. And my friends and I skied safely back to our car. We had a delicious picnic once we got back there. We changed to our, back to our clothes and we had a safe and warm drive back to Saskatoon where we were smiling and laughing the whole time. It was my first trip to Little Red River Park in Prince Albert, and it was just a magical forest of adventure and one of the highlights of my winter. There's a Saskatchewan park that's really special to us, and that's Meadow Lake Provincial Park. My family's been going up there since Kimball Lake only had five camping spots, and my, all my mom's side has great memories of, of going up there. And as a adult now with my own family, we go up to Kimball at least once a year. Um, we like exploring around the park. Uh, additionally, as a teacher, I've taken my students up to First Mustis Educational Campsite multiple times um, over the last 10 years. That's probably the place I've gone to the most with my students. Uh, it's awesome site. There's great fishing. There's wonderful educational programming, and 
one of my goals is to hike the, the length of the boreal trail across the park. It's a great place to go. There's always we always see great wildlife. We always uh, there's always good fishing. There's always um, it's a it's an awesome place to go. Had a lot of good adventures in Saskatchewan. One that sticks out is when I attempted to do the Boreal Trail. This was without much preparation. So being an outdoor educator, I'm always, you know, lecturing students and preparing students, making sure their skills are good. They've under, they have enough fuel. They, they've got the right gear. They, they've trained and they're prepared for outdoor adventures. And sometimes teachers were not very good students. I decided to go by myself with my dog to attempt the 100-kilometer Boreal Trail, which is in Meadow Lake Provincial Park. And I uh, arranged with a local person who, you know, who he's, he set up the trail, really, um, to pick me up at one end and drive me to the other side. And, you know, he talked me through everything. And, you know, I had my food, my fuel, my dog, my dog's food. I had all my gear, my backpack, hikers, all the rest of it, and map. So I, I felt confident and I knew I wasn't going to put myself in danger. But uh, headed out on this hike then, so he dropped me off. I left my car at one end. He drove me all the way to the other end, 100 kilometers down. Said goodbye to Dean, and then I just I left with my dog, and we started hiking, and I was following a map that uh, it turns out the maps had changed a little bit. Some of the courses had been, some of the path had been washed away, so I had to deviate, and I had to figure out how to go around. So first mistake I realized, I didn't bring a compass. I thought, oh, you know, I've got my cell phone. I've got a map. I'm pretty good with directions. I, I don't need to bring my compass on this. Mistake, should have brought the compass because I did get off track a little bit. Made it to from my first campsite, um, except the first campsite, before I got there, there was a beaver dam. It's like, okay, I gotta go. I can either walk around this or I can take off my boots and trudge through it. So I decided to walk through the water on one side and my dog was on the other side of me. She came out the other end. One of her backpack compartments had opened and she lost half her food. So my dog's down to half food. Fortunately, I'd planned my meals that she could eat my food as well so I wasn't too concerned I get to my campsite have my shower have a really good dinner and then set out on and and had a really good sleep next day I set out and I get to my next campsite and I realize I'm out of fuel I did not check my fuel canisters I thought you know what I've got two up enough but they were not full so I'm out of fuel so now I have to resort to starting a fire to cook my food and make my meal and then I realized I was running pretty low on food, pretty low on energy. I'd, I'd covered about 50 kilometers at that point in two days. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm done. So I went to, I, I got to a camp office and I said, hey, is there, you know, I'm, I think I, I need to, I think I need a ride. Can someone give me a ride back to my car? And the lady was so kind and generous. I still remember her name, Miss Hofstetter. She called her son and he came along with his truck and picked me up and drove me back to, and my dog back to my car. And I said, you know what? I will come back next year and do the other bit. And I did the other bit with my husband the next year. But it was a good reminder and lesson to myself that I have to be as thorough with my own planning as I am with my students. Uh, I should have checked my fuel. I should have packed the, for the dog better. I should have followed a map, should have taken a compass. I was safe and I got out safely this time, but um, that was luck and not preparation. Even though I didn't have a successful completed trip, I didn't finish the whole 100 kilometers in one shot, I felt really good about getting out to Meadow Lake Provincial Park and being able to enjoy the trails, even if it was just for three days, two nights, instead of 
the four nights, five nights, four nights that I had intended on. So I'd highly recommend the Boreal Trail. Do your preparation. Look into fire conditions, animal conditions, trail conditions before you head out, and make sure you carry your compass and extra fuel. Hi, my name is Kristen Simonson, and I am a board member with Sasco Tours. I I was thinking about what one of my favorite provincial park or park stories might be from my time uh, in Saskatchewan. And being a rural kid from from southwest Saskatchewan near Swift Current, we did we just didn't have a lot of trees. I mean, we had coolies and we had uh, some of the most beautiful landscapes I think that I've ever seen. But in the summer months, we would we would head north. And to us, it felt like a really long way. As it turns out, we were only, you know, partway up the province. But it felt like um, when we would go to La Ronge, uh, it just felt like we were in another world. And the Canadian Shield and the trees and the water. And it was so vastly different from anything that we had uh, near Swift Current that I just used to look forward to it. Just so excited every summer that we would get to go north. Um, we didn't have a cabin because my parents farmed and we just couldn't take that amount of time off during the summer. But for one week, we would go and do something. And so on this particular adventure, we decided that we were going to rent a houseboat and we were going to tour around through Lac La Ronge. And what I didn't really know, and I don't think my parents really knew either, was that the amount of the sheer number of islands that look identical uh, unless you're from that part of the world and can kind of navigate through them and of course there were markers that had blown over and and we made some mistakes reading the map weren't really paying attention and as a little kid I remember thinking we are like in the middle of nowhere um so we did end up finding the entrance to Nestoyak Falls which was one of the things that we wanted to do on this particular trip and parked the parked the houseboat sort of in the safety zone, and I remember that uh, my sister and I, as little kids, ran down the path to kind of have a look at the falls from the bottom, and we ended up in the middle of a very bustling, very busy fishing camp, and we didn't really know it was there. I don't think my parents knew it was there, and they were certainly surprised when this exceptionally big man. Um, indigenous man named Big Jim, uh, who my sister and I had already made very good friends with, uh, brought us back to the houseboat. And of course, then we all, you know, sat down and had a bit of a chuckle that we kind of all mutually surprised each other. And of course, we, you know, looked at the falls and visited with him a bit. He was, uh, I, I just remember a big booming laugh from him. That was a long time ago. Um, anyway, we went back had a great rest of our holiday and went back. Um, but a couple of years ago when I brought my outdoor education students up and we came at, uh, at Nestoyak Falls through Stanley Mission and we ended up at Jim's camp. And unfortunately, um, Jim had passed away a number of years earlier, but his wife was still there. And so it was really nice to be able to reconnect with her and when I took my own family back last summer, uh, we connected with his grandson. And so it's it's really nice to be able to, even though we have such a vast province, that there is 
it's really easy to find the connections to people and maintain them just because we don't have that many people in the province and we just have these beautiful places. One of my favorite places to go is Cypress Hills Interprovincial Park. It's such a big park, but it always seems like there's space for all the people, that it's uh, not too crowded. One of our favorite things to do there is going for bike rides. Our middle child rides a small bike, the small tires and single gear, and so having paved pathways and um, comfortable space on some of the roads is is quite helpful for her. And I recall when we went there a couple of years ago, biking out uh, from our campsite to Bald Butte. Uh, we went in the morning, there was hardly any traffic, and uh, yeah, watching her pedal along all these spots, uh, even going downhill where everybody else was coasting, and uh, and she was pedaling along in that single gear bike uh, the whole way. I think it ended up being about a 14 kilometer round trip, but uh, just a, a big accomplishment, I think, for her and uh, a very enjoyable outing for, for the whole family so that we could go out and see the, the, the wide, broad views from Bald Butte and enjoy the path uh, and, and roadway along, along the way on our bikes. Okay, so a boat playground is the fun playing on in parks. They have, there's so much new people at we can meet and we can meet them really quick or we could not meet them really quick so the other fun thing about can I do a thing about unicorns and ponies please yes <laughs> about unicorns is that they're fast and they're magic and they really are fast at running if you like ride them that way on knock you off I like going to Meadow Lake Provincial Park because there's nice bike trails. I also like to go to the beaches there, and I like to go boating with my dad's side of the family. I also like to fish with my dad and my uncle and my grandpa. I also learned to tube and kneeboard up there. There's also some much more um, adventurous biking trails up there than down south because here there's mainly pastures and fields. I like, But up there I like it because there's boreal forest to bike and then running around in. I like doing biathlon a lot because it's fun, it keeps me active, and I get to meet new people. And then what we do in biathlon is we ski, shoot in the winter, then we run in the fall for a bit before we start skiing, and then we run and shoot in the fall, and then this year we're doing summer biathlon, and you just kind of roller ski and shoot and run and shoot. Our family is quite fortunate to live very close to Buffalo Pound Provincial Park. And when we go there, although it's a familiar place for us, there's so many trails that we never do the same route. So there's always somewhere different to explore, a different path to take. We often let our children choose which way we're going to turn at a particular junction. Um, so they enjoy that, and it also helps them develop their own sense of 
where they are and which direction we came from. I was recently asked uh, how we go there so often. Uh, we have a small livestock farm, we have jobs, we have children, so it's a bit of a production when we do go. Uh, and as I thought about it, I, I realized that for our family, it's a really meaningful way for us to spend time together. We all value time outdoors, we value physical ex activity or exercise, um, and we go, when we go there, we're, we're away from all of the distractions that come with life and farms and acreages and projects. And so it's a chance for us to spend some time together as a family and develop lots of memories of the same place at different seasons and different times and different ages. So we have really valued um, being able to access that provincial park in such a close proximity. Thank you to all of our Sask Outdoors board members and their families for sharing some of their favorite Saskatchewan Parks memories. This short bonus episode concludes Season 2 of Let's Talk Outdoors. We are currently planning Season 3 and will be returning soon with many great stories and conversations about environmental education and enjoyment in the great province of Saskatchewan. Thanks for joining us.